first time ever. Hear you loud and clearly. Um, and it was going place. That stuff's great. But the game is not a roguelike. Boomer shooter. Bang. Hello, this is John St. John, and you're listening to KWEP In The Keep, bringing you all the hits from the finest in the world of gaming and entertainment. Now sit back and relax as the drowned god Cathala lulls your mind with the tastiest talk in town. Welcome to another chapter of In The Keep podcast. I'm your very own prophet of the drowned god, the Motherlode. The Keep is a collective of gaming enthusiasts compelled by the drowned god Cathala to frag and jib one another into oblivion for all eternity. Zach Murphy is our guest today. Welcome, brother. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I, it's been a weird day, so I woke up, uh, well, actually I had a doctor's appointment yesterday and, you know, I work, I work like night shift. I think I told you that. So I had a doctor's appointment in the middle of the fucking day. And so I told my bosses, like, I, I'm not going to show up until like probably 11 o'clock, you know, at, at night I have to sleep. Like if I don't sleep, I'll be useless to you. So when I wake up, my wife tells me that one of her coworkers that she was like standing right next to a couple of days ago, just let everyone know that they tested positive for COVID. So then I had to, like, I, I was still going to go like to my work center, but when I got there, I just like pulled my bosses up front and I was like, listen, this is going on. I don't think you're going to want me here. And they're like, go home. So I've just been sitting on my ass watching Star Trek for, I don't know, nine hours now. <laughs> <laughs> you're living every nerd's dream. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I ate a whole pizza too. I'm just being a, I'm just gonna be a piece of shit. I'm ready to be locked down if I have to be. You're not a proper piece of shit unless you're eating pizza with your top off. <laughs> pizza rolls. I mean, you guys have that in the UK? We don't, but I'll, I'll happily try one if I'm ever over there. <laughs> They're awful, man. They're just like the ultimate garbage food. Sometimes that's the best. That's exactly what you need, though. It's like a tiny hot pocket. We don't even have those over here. If you're like a stoner, you know, you, you blaze up and then you eat like 120 of them at a time. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then you just sit on the toilet and cry. <laughs> sounds like half of my days as is. <laughs> so how did you get to this point where you're at right now? What was your journey from being uh, a twinkle in your father's eye to being a writer for E1M1 magazine. There's got to be an in-between in that story somewhere. I mean, there's plenty of in-between. Like um, I grew up doing like weird golem impressions and stuff like that, like any normal child. Um, and then I got this job in a high, high, high-end furniture store, but it was inside a really kind of low-end DIY store. It was like a concession. So we'd get like one or two customers a day and it would be, just me working working the shift the entire day and i just got so bored just standing there that i would just stand there at the pc and just write articles uh and at the time i was working uh for this site for free doing stuff like uh, oh my top five ps3 games and things like that um 
And then eventually I stopped that, joined up with another site covering old mobile games. And then from there, I they shut their doors. So I decided to make E1M1. And now, ta-da. Let's back this horse <laughs> up a little bit. Sure. So you were, you were reviewing old mobile games. <laughs> I had to find a niche somewhere. <laughs> Um, it t- turns out the niche was a little too niche. I'd get like uh, five or six people that would come and they'd, and they'd, they'd read it and they'd be like, oh, yeah, that sounds cool, but I'm never going to play it. <laughs> is that work that you like took pride in? I- I'm curious about that feel. Because mobile gaming is such like, I don't know why. It's like um, it's like you have to be hushed tones and talk secretly about it or some shit around the PC gaming people. Or just, it, it, it's like a hugely popular thing that like apparently 90% of the world does but no one talks about it it's a very private thing see it wasn't always like that and that and that's what i was trying to drill through with with with, with my old reviews of them was uh I, I, I was getting these old nokias and these old sony ericsson phones go, going through there's loads of these websites online full of full of full of like uh, i guess abandonware now versions of these Loads of them are like movie tie-ins, or there's like uh, more popular game spin-offs. There's like an entire series of Metal Slug games that are mobile only. Uh, so I, I'd really enjoy finding ones that basically like demakes of games that I'd played on other platforms, and then just telling the world about them. Did you know there's a sequel to Republic Commando that only came out on mobile? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that, but I mean, that, that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. There's so yeah. much stuff out there that if you, I, I don't understand how people hear, like, it's interesting that you were doing kind of a writing thing for it, because how do people even hear about mobile games? Because there's so many that I, I'm looking through, like, somebody who I admire, right? Like, I don't know, John, uh, John Romero is a good example. I'm like, man, he sure made a lot of games. Where did these come out at? And there, it's all, like, iOS. Like, I'm like, when the fuck did, like, was that announced? Does anyone ever see this <laughs> Well, John Romero made um, a Red Faction spinoff for the uh, Nokia N-Gage. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's, it, it wasn't well received at the time, but it, it, it's, it's pretty impressive. And I like it. <laughs> I think my issue with the mobile platform is, first of all, I mean, number one reason, I can't be playing games on my phone, dude. I'm, a, I'm already an addict. <laughs> I, I separate, like, gaming happens at my desk and nowhere else. But even then, I, I still play chess on my phone all the time. So I guess I'm just making excuses. And then number two is usually, right? Like I would, I would play uh, like GBA emulators, and yeah. not being able to feel the button, like to the tactile feel of the buttons, made it an, a really unenjoyable experience. You just make mistakes all the time. So, do you have any thoughts on? Well, with the with the older titles that. That again wasn't wasn't really the case because all of these phones have about a billion buttons on them. I mean, look at the old Blackberries; um, they've got an entire keyboard, and you've got the uh, the T-Mobile Sidekick, which slides down, and you've got an entire little keyboard there. So you do get you do get the feedback um, on the on the old mobile games if you're not emulating them. Those plus, if you're ever like at work and you're bored, you can just go for like a ten minute toilet break and just crack out. Crack out a bit of mobile God of War. I don't know. I I try to like <laughs> use my time wisely. I guess it's sad, but I'm like, okay, I'm at work. I'm not going to play games on my phone. I'm going to read this book I've meant to read for the past six months. 
<laughs> and you know, and then someone comes up and starts talking to me. And uh, I don't know that I don't I don't go to the toilet at work if you know what I'm saying. It's gross. Like I'm not <laughs> sitting on that thing. I'll drive home to take a shit if I have to. <laughs> See, I used to be like you, and then realized how much I was getting paid to do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not saying I won't take a 10 minute break. I just won't spend it sitting on these toilets that they call toilets. It's like, <laughs> we have like in our men's restroom, we have five toilets and at any given time, no more than two of them work. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so you got to take 10 minutes, five minutes to clean up before you, before you go. And then five minutes is the, that's the prime gaming time. Oh yeah, we're we're putting down those like the just toilet paper like ring <laughs> around it, whatever you got to do to get out of there. Okay, can of deodorant. <laughs> it's like a, it's a twenty four hour kind of gig. You know, there's a night shift and a day shift that constantly. The building's never vacant, right, for cleaning. So if you mop the floor, I'm not, we do clean it, but I mean, like you mop and then immediately the next shift comes in and ruins everything, and. <laughs> It's, it leaves the bathrooms in this permanent kind of cyclical state of disarray. <laughs> I, I love how we're less than 10 minutes in and we're already talking about the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> what did you expect? Have you not heard the show? <laughs> I, I, I claim responsibility here. <laughs> it was going to, it doesn't matter who. I, I mean, I, I enjoy trying to take like the most proper people and then get them to laugh at stupid things. Like, <laughs> Uh, the lost episode just recently was I had a three hour long, maybe the best episode of podcast ever not recorded with MK Schmidt. And he's like such a, a darling, sweetheart, proper guy. Like he doesn't curse. He doesn't drink. He doesn't smoke. Like, and I, I'm just, okay, let's do some fan questions, bro. The first question I ask him is like a nationwide moose wants to know what does your dick taste like? <laughs> and, and then, and he's so nice. He's like, well, he won't just dismiss it. He's just like, well, you know, I never really thought about it. <laughs> it's a whole answer. <laughs> so are you still dealing with the, uh, the mobile game stuff at all? Like, do you still kind of hang out in that realm or is it kind of behind you? I, I dabble a little bit. Um, I put a couple, I put um, a couple of the uh, games that I liked that were first person shooters in, in the early magazines. Uh, as, as reviews uh there's one which is quite similar to wolfenstein called the overtaker where you're this little tiny alien that can take control of nazis and there's another one which is like a rail shooter with spartans in it for android uh yep, that, that we covered early on and i've got a piece coming up as well i think it's just released actually in retro gamer uh all about these old mobile titles well i did you hear the episode with me and jake talking about retro gamer and all that i think you responded to me shortly thereafter like i could have been your link man like <laughs> I, I did i did i did huge fan love the, everything they do like just a fantastic magazine top to bottom yeah it, 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 it's quite hard to find find a pitch that they're that they're really going to go for but so, so something weird and where not a lot of people have a knowledge on like these old mobile games it just seemed perfect well, I mean, unlike some magazines, they've been around for a long time and have standards and uh, <laughs> they have to upkeep <laughs> their image. Well, I, I noticed that they didn't put it on the cover, so they don't, they don't want to announce it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Speaking of, what's this new this new thing? I'm not going to like spoil it by saying anything, but what was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Titties thing <laughs> uh, that you posted in the Realms Deep chat? <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, so there's no turtles in it, to the best of my knowledge. I haven't completed it yet. Um, but it's this game called Suffer, made by Anarchy Softworks. And it's going to be, uh, we've got a piece of art commissioned, which is going to be the front cover of uh, our bonus issue, um, which, which we reach as a stretch goal for our Kickstarter. And that's going to that's be our, our cover review. We got, um, I don't know if you've heard of him, Atomic Ranger to do it. I believe I've seen him on Twitter somewhere. I'm sure you reposted something they did or whatever. Oh, we will soon. Yeah. Well, that <laughs> anyway, that, that image is definitely a, a really busty Ninja Turtle. I don't care what anybody says. It, it, um, it's just the breast image anyone could have ever asked for. i um i did specifically ask um when we were first giving him references i said i know the character has boobs but don't make the nipples massive Uh, we 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 want uh, her not what's massive (laughs) so yeah we, we didn't want it to be proper proper lewd artwork we wanted everyone to be able to actually um look at it and keep a straight face yeah I'm not going to get on the simp train because I'm not on it, but I do wonder sometimes when, when people make shit like, like let's take head on, for example, that's a woman. Like that looks like a real woman that I want to like have alien space sex with like, <laughs> the, the, some of these pictures people post are like these like tiny waist. And then just like, it's like the, the dimensions that the Commodores were singing about in brick house. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like just I do. Un, unfathomable, like, waist to tits and ass ratio and i'm like i don't know that this is okay i'm not sure if we should continue doing this it looks like mary jane from like a 60s uh spider-man comic book it's like this is not what women look like at all i I, I spend loads of time trawling deviant art to find stuff for the magazines and i swear every single artist also does not safe for work stuff on the site and trawling through all the stuff that's recent from the people i follow is if the if the if the other half sees it, I get told off. <laughs> Did you see uh, the monster that Scumhead just uh, was showing off for Vomitorium? Oh, with like the um, archer dude with the penis thing. <laughs> I, I I did. Uh, it's, a, it's a little bit like a like a turtleneck. Dude, I couldn't take my <laughs> eyes off of it. I I mean, I sat there and I stared at it for maybe twelve hours, like. <laughs> And I showed it to everyone who would who would give me their attention. I'm like, you, what do you think of this? <laughs> I, I I hope it's like a House of the Dead weak spot. <laughs> that that kid has some serious issues that he needs to see a psychologist <laughs> about. We may have to lock him up. Well, it, it really puts the vomit in the vomitorium. I mean, he warned us. He he told me when I because I, I messaged him. I'm like, what what the fuck is that? And he's just like, I warned you. This, the name of the game is Vomitorium. Like, <laughs> this is not this is not gonna be okay. <laughs> like, I don't know, man. There's so many cool titles, and that's kind of I guess a good segue for you. Is I I mentioned this to Jake, but you once you got into the Realms Deep Discord, I was like, my I'm I'm not going to be doing this job anymore there's someone else who knows so much more about boomer shooters than i do i'm ready for our attitude or rivalry yes <laughs> let's do it i'm really good at talking shit <laughs> go ahead Try. yeah i'll give you a mother load 
<laughs> You're not gonna make it. <laughs> you just stick to writing. And not writing insults. My my all time favorite wrestling like moment like that was when Chris Jericho debuted on Raw. He comes out like it's the Y two J countdown clock, and he comes out and he just like cuts like a ten minute long promo. Like and he interrupts the Rock, and then the Rock chimes in. And he's just like, "I'm sorry." What did you say your name was? And then Jericho responds, and he's just like, I said my name, and, it, and then Rock is like, it doesn't matter what your name is, and the crowd goes fucking wild. It's like the best. Uh, I recently started re-watching re- a bunch of it, uh, starting at the Attitude Era, because because I grew up in, well, I was born in 96. I missed a lot of the uh, of the like prime Attitude Era. I had a couple of years, um, probably early 2000s where I was really into it. And then my, my dad got rid of the TV channel that showed it. Yeah. So my exposure was basically every single action figure I could ever get my hands on. Uh, so I've decided to go back and get that hit of nostalgia the whole way through. I, uh, I grew up a hundred percent all in on wrestling. Everybody in my, I mean, it's Alabama. So we're all a bunch of ignorant rednecks and we just love wrestling and that's how it is. But at some point I was, uh, I did a, like a, a power bomb or something to my brother on the trampoline and his head got caught like between the springs. Oh God. And my stepdad was like, no more wrestling. (laughs) Wrestling is not welcome in this house anymore. And that lasted until I was probably, I don't know, 16 before I just had the balls to just have it on TV when he came from home from work. And I was just like, look, I'm old enough now that you're not going to police what I can watch on TV. You gotta, (laughs) that's gotta go. That's a dumb rule. How did we derail? I asked you a question and then we derailed to race wrestling like immediately. This is great. <laughs> uh, I think we were talking about um, up, up, upcoming uh, upcoming FPS games. Oh well, yeah, it, I'm I'm really curious about your what does your day look like? Just because it seems like you don't don't do anything other than constantly figure out what all the hot new things and retro boomer shooters are. Because you apparently you appear to have a knowledge so far beyond anything that I knew could possibly exist. What is your reach? Where are your sources? How do you have the time? Well, some people have a morning ritual where they'll kind of like wash their face, brush their teeth, whatnot. Mm. I have multiple save links on itch, multiple followed hashtags on Twitter, uh, multiple Steam bots letting me know when demos drop, new listings are made, when new games come out. Uh, I have an account on VK, which is like the Russian social media, and I'm in loads of different FPS communities on there and on Facebook as well. So my my morning ritual is basically wash my face, brush my teeth, get on the computer and find them all, check everything that's that's most recent. In that time frame, when do you you know make love to your wife? <laughs> oh, she, she says she turns and she says to me, um, "No one's as good at finding boomer shooters as you," and it's just <laughs> panties drop. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if she listens to this, this is 100% not, not a fact. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure she would be more than happy to clarify. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's like crazy because I uh, I don't understand how you could possibly care so much. I just like don't have the bandwidth, like the brain bandwidth to do that all the time. I, I basically I, gave I, up on other genres. Yeah. <laughs> People ask me, like, you know, how do you get uh, all these amazing guests on your podcast? I'm like, I don't plan it, like, at all. There's some people that, are, like, I'll, I'll be like, I'm definitely going to, like, make 
plans to talk to that person. But it's just kind of like a, if I'm sitting there and I see something that I like, I'm just like, oh, yeah, I'll hit that guy up. And that's it. There's no further thought put into it. it I don't know why it's so difficult for people to just like send someone a message or an email. <laughs> like what's the worst that could happen? Exactly. Respond? I'm drunk anyway. So like if they, if they message me back and say like, fuck you, you're not professional. I would never interview you. And I'm going to recommend all my friends don't inter- like go ahead and interview with you. <laughs> Even then I'd probably be like, okay, whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's just, uh, <laughs> It's just, it's just just part of the uh, the whole shebang, isn't it? Mm. There's two people that I don't want to piss off, and I have already multiple times over pissed them off. So it's like whatever. <laughs> so is that is that Mike Jarrett and? Uh... <laughs> oh fuck no! I, I don't care at all if I upset Mike. <laughs> Mike. Mike can kiss my on record right now. Mike Jarrett can kiss my candy white ass. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't want to piss off Fred and I don't want to piss off Dave Oshry. Like, they're just, they've been too good to me. There's no way I could feel good about myself just doing something that would upset them. Not to say that I haven't, just saying I don't want to. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I don't think I've managed to yet, but, uh, but touch wood. Well, you're not me. It, I, I just have a way of getting myself into trouble. There's a. <laughs> The first time that Graven, the first day that Graven was like publicly, the demo was out. Uh, me, me and Chris got drunk on st- uh, on stream, and we were talking, and he told me something about like I don't know, Fred didn't address this issue or whatever, and I was just like, I don't know why, I was just you know had had a couple too many drinks, and I'm like, fuck it, I'm gonna message Fred right now and give him a piece of my mind. <laughs> and then the next day, Chris is like, I'm like, hey man, how are you? And he's like, dude, I'm lucky to still have a job, thanks to you. Bloody hell. <laughs> Dude, I didn't mean anything by it. <laughs> uh, Groven is, is absolutely brilliant though. I've really enjoyed playing through the uh playing through the demo. I uh I really, really like it, man. It's it, it checks all the boxes. But what's interesting is like I didn't think about this beforehand. I don't everybody that I know who's like really into speed running, you know, uh because I typically play like a certain kind of game. Sure. I don't watch speed runs of anything except like King Dime and shit like that. So for me, like speed runs take place in my mind in like linear games where you, you know, like a doom level where you just rush through as quickly as possible. And uh, yeah. apparently Graven is like amazing for speed running because you don't have to go in linear routes. Like you, ha- you like you have to find different ways to accomplish the task moving in a, overall fast direction which i'd never considered oh me either i don't know it's it's really cool though man and i i just like the aesthetic of it man i love the i mean right off the bat they're pissing off civvy with an immediate sewer level <laughs> good on that well i mean uh I, I was talking to uh to nick from 3d realms earlier um and i was just saying like there's so many boomer shooters are coming out at the moment um and a lot of them very much feel like games but when you're playing the when you're playing graven you feel like you're in that world the world building is incredible uh, i gotta wonder though like when is this the boomer shooter boom or whatever you want to call it when is it gonna like taper off because it can't i don't know it, this this 
arc we're having right now, it has a trajectory that ends in termination at some point. And well, we'll I sure hope not. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I hope not too, but, and I mean, there'll always be like that core audience, but is that core audience going to be demanding as much content is coming out right now? Because it's flooded. I mean, you're an extreme example of someone who tries to keep up with everything. Like there's too many things. Every oh, single day I see a tweet about some new awesome looking game that I was totally unaware of. I'm like, how could I not? Like I thought I knew. I thought <laughs> things couldn't happen in this community without me hearing about it, but I'm not no. I'm not the, the constable uh, Odo from fucking Deep Space Nine, so I guess I don't know everything that goes on. You, you, you're lucky for you it's only one. Even today, uh, this morning, I found four new F- FPS games to check out, and uh, I, I, I say that half, half of them look, look somewhat decent. Uh, there, there's, there's one of them that I found. I don't want to rag on a game too much, but uh, it's called Assault. But the L is an exclamation mark, and it's just just landed on Steam. It marketing itself as a defense first person rail shooter inspired by rail shooters of the nineties. And it, I, I don't know if there's a way for me to even explain it, but it just looks so meshed together and in bad. And it's so hard sifting through all that, trying so many demos kind of every day to, to find the stuff that we want to actually put inside the magazine. So yeah. f- finding one a day, that, that would be much easier. <laughs> That's what's terrible is because everything, you know, generally looks really good. Like when you see the screenshots and you see like the plans and all that, like, I mean, there are some that I'm just like, that's not going to work out. And then I'm usually wrong. So I can't bet on those odds, but I mean, we ostensibly most things suck and I don't know how to sift through them. So I just kind of wait <laughs> and then I put my time into it. Yeah, a, a great way to find out would be uh, I don't know if we've told you that we run this magazine um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Let me check my notes real quick <laughs> yeah it looks like you, you wrote for Retro Gamer Magazine they were publishing something of yours yeah and the uh, Bar- Barbie Monthly <laughs> <laughs> is that real is that a thing uh, I, I don't know if it's not uh, I'm going to snatch, snatch that right up <laughs> Who owns Barbie Hasbro? Uh, Mattel, I think. Oh, Mattel, that makes more sense. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to work with us. We curse too much. <laughs> they won't even let WWE curse anymore. It's terrible. <laughs> oh, they're won our Mattel sponsorship, by the way. That's not going to happen now. Ah, damn it! When I was watching through the studio the other day to bring it back ever so briefly. Um, they they bleeped out DX saying suck it, but they kept in Stone Cold saying bitch. I know, right? Isn't that weird? It just doesn't make any sense. Or they'll <laughs> they'll like they'll bleep out hole, but not ass. Like when you say asshole, <laughs> I'm, I'm <just> like, what? <laughs> what is going on here? Well, objectively, the hole is the hole is worse. <laughs> 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 Yeah. It's like a my favorite was. Have you seen the South Park episode where they, it's like they say shit on TV for the first time? No, I haven't. Okay, so essentially, like within the show, there like there's a, a some kind of cop drama or whatever that's on TV, and 
they're like advertising that they're going to say shit on TV and it's never been done before. And meanwhile, as they're doing out South Park themselves, they're out loud saying the word shit. And then they have a counter in the corner counting every time they say it. And, <laughs> and they're playing around with the censors because what they realized and they, and like Mr. Garrison spells it out as they're going is that uh, you can say shit if you're ta- if you're using it as an expletive, but you can't say shit if you're using it to describe actual shit, which is <laughs> What is the logic of this? Who who know. came up with that rule? Like, <laughs> I don't I like. What, the expletive is what makes it bad. Otherwise, it's not bad. Like if <laughs> if you if you're saying, uh, I don't know, fuck, like out loud when you stub your toe, that's when it's a curse word. But if you're saying, uh, I want to fuck you with your permission, ma'am or sir. I feel like that's a polite thing to say. So then it's not an expletive. It's not a, a curse word. I, I don't understand. I'll never understand censorship. I mean, it's, it is polite, especially where you had this uh, there. <laughs> well, with, with the question, you don't like, you don't say, I want to like, you don't walk up to someone in a bar and be like, Hey, I just want to let you know that I want to fuck you and then walk away. You show them some politeness. Exactly. May I? <laughs> yes. W- would it be okay with you knowing that I desire this? that I perhaps continue to pursue this desire that I have that involves you. I'm, I'm looking forward to the research stats on that one. I I feel like it definitely works better to ask. <laughs> Always better to not assume. <laughs> I don't want to even test that one. I have no data on the other way around. I just watching what other people do. I think I've learned not to do that. <laughs> As far as from playing Super Seducer. Ooh. What's the other one? Lose Your Suit Larry. <laughs> uh, only the best games, huh? Duke Nukem. I mean, he didn't really ask anybody anything. He's just like... An H-Doom. Flock towards him. H-Doom. <laughs> Inevitably, that H-Doom comes up in every conversation. If you talk about anything to do with FPS for long enough... It's kind of like how every every argument result like boils down to Nazis. Every, every discussion about boomer shooters leads you to H Doom. Thank you. Well, I mean, we've had a uh, we've had both brought up in our uh, in our Discord community. Uh, <laughs> people people do want us to cover it in the magazine. I just don't think a spread would look that great. <laughs> I mean, you're gonna put teenage mutant ninja titties on the cover. You might as well put H Doom. Like, but but there are no nipples. That that censorship right there. <laughs> you're in the uk like they don't censor nipples in magazines do they uh you know i'm, I'm not sure I, I haven't bought a uh i haven't bought a top shelf magazine i bet um, you e1m1 would sell better if it were in the porno section <laughs> well, we would need to get it onto store onto store shelves first yeah like when you, you go to the bookstore and they've got that like shelf that's behind the counter you know and it's e1m1 you're like oh what's that like they probably won't subscribe but they'll at least buy that copy the initial time <laughs> well, I mean, you've seen the you've seen the back of our issues as well. When we've got the um, icon of cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> what What if you like worked out a deal with Hustler to just like couple E one M one like in the the sleeve? Oh, <laughs> well, I think that would be perfect. <laughs> S- same audience. <laughs> yeah, it's just ner- nerdy geeks who like don't go out and actually talk to women. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, or have I, the internet. 
I have so never like, understood how they how these magazines stay alive in 2021. I, Not our one, that that one. Like collectors, like there are people like connoisseur collectors of like Playboy magazine for real. They really care about whether she likes to play tennis or not. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, from my very limited experience reading Playboy, which was when I was a teenager and my friend's dad had a bunch of them, <laughs> I I can say with relative certainty that the articles are far more interesting than just tit pics in that, so, in that particular magazine. So you're saying you, you read it for the plot? I mean, there was some there were some good articles in there, and that had nothing to do with porn. Like it's just like normal. It's it's like a fucking. It's better than the New York Times to read. Honestly, I don't know how it is today, but this is like back in I don't know 2013 or some shit. Probably before then, <laughs> I would have been 18. No, it had to be before that. 2010, we'll say. Like around that era, I'd say Playboy. They were doing some good shit, and then then they tried to do the whole like remove porn from it. And somehow that like ruined it. Like that's, well, that's not even the good part of the damn magazine. <laughs> you just need you don't need Playboy. You just need boy. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's. You have to edit that out. I don't think. I think what you were saying and and what you said were two different things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure no one will like take it out of context and make a soundbite out of you saying that. I, I hope they do. <laughs> <laughs> so what are, uh, I mean, I know that you write a monthly publication. Well, I mean, it's not really monthly. How, how the fuck do you release these things? Is it just like Kickstarter and then bang three issues for you guys every time or? Yeah, we, we, uh, we thought about monthly, uh, at first we even thought about digital at first, but, um, it made more sense for us to do like a massive batch all at once um, because first off, it's cheaper if we print all at the same time. It's cheaper if we send all at the same time and it's more enticing on the Kickstarter that they get three issues rather than one. Or in this new case, four issues because of the bonus issue. Um, but doing it kind of even quarterly is a bit weird. There's a there's a tax uh there's a tax thing if we earn a certain amount of profit each year so we're just trying to do two to three kickstarters a year and then just spread them out on when we feel like we can get the work done are you guys turning a profit on this or is it strictly just a passion thing for you uh we're getting a little bit we're not getting enough to like quit our day jobs or anything but um getting enough to 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 pay our writers and uh pay us a little bit as well dude i want there to be a one in one podcast. I I think that would definitely be the route to go. You already have Jake the voice. You don't need an, uh, to like find a, a charismatic host. And then you could be the, the, well, I guess he would be the straight man. And then you'd be the, the funny guy. And then I'm, I'm also a straight man. No, I mean <laughs> the comedy straight man. <laughs> Damn it. This guy I can't say anything to you without you twisting my word. <laughs> Um, I, so you, you guys put out a Twitter poll, like, cause I guess I, I don't know. I think you had already been th- thinking about it, obviously, but I was, we have you, been, yeah. you're fucking dumb. If you don't do this, like it's definitely going to be a much bigger revenue stream that you can deliver much more quickly to promote the magazine. And it'll probably take off and eclipse everything I do over here. And then I can quit. I don't have to feel responsible for this crap anymore. <laughs> uh, but, well, uh, we, we, we never want to encroach on your space. 
You you are you are the mother load. We would be like the brother load. It, it I wouldn't... will gladly quit my job here, and then I will take over. I'll be the producer of E1M1. I don't have to interview anyone. I'll just edit your episodes, publish them on time, and sit on my laurels and collect my paycheck. That would be very, very okay with me. <laughs> I mean, uh, J- Jake and I tried doing a little bit of a test, uh, a test podcast recording the other day, um, and it did. It, it wasn't bad, but it, it 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 didn't go great. We're thinking maybe introducing more of our contributors in just to have a bit more of a uh, what am I, what word am I looking for? So there's more people to bounce off of. I would uh, I think you you guys put out the Twitter poll asking like what sort of content would this be, and this is what I think would be the best thing for you. And then you don't have to do this, obviously, but just in my opinion, there's already. Uh, you know, there's already a really good podcast that focuses on interviewing people who make games like this. And oh, what's what's the name of that one? It's called it's called the Quakecast. You can see it at podbean.quakecast.com, uh, hosted by Dump Truck DS, and and also sometimes Greenwood or uh, RC. Great, great podcast, and you know I, I got to give those guys credit where credits due. And then there's a couple other ones that no one listens to. And so that market's already like we've we have that, and there's no reason why you couldn't also do that. But yeah, I think what you, your talent is, you know, curating content. Um, I don't know if your talent is interviewing people, although thus far you've been very fantastic, you know, to talk to. And then Jake, um, I mean, obviously he could interview the fuck out of people. I've heard him do it dozens of times. Yeah, but I think what would be really cool is if we had a show that was strictly like a, like a, a news show where we just kind of like have funny radio style, but without, you know, censorship and sponsors and crap in the way and commercials and, and all that kind of nonsense. But if we had a news show that was just you guys covering, like this is what's coming out because then I would, I would have to, I wouldn't even have to go on the internet anymore. I could just scroll through my Spotify, listen to the latest episode and know everything I need to know. Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> I, I hear you, and with, with, with me tra- tracking down all these games, it would be it would be good to have kind of a maybe maybe like an hour long talk through through what's what's coming out, what's changing with titles that are in progress, things like that, d- uh, new demos that are out. Uh, that that's that's kind of very much the uh, how I'd like to take it, the direction I'd like to take it in. Um, can do it like still with people popping in as a guest but it's it's not like a straight interview necessarily it's like they're this is who's part of the conversation today and maybe you focus on their game too when it when that's part of it like if that's what you're talking about yeah i mean it, it, it would be fun to just have um really anyone of of note uh in or, or, or perhaps we could even get just a random member of the community on for for, for an episode and uh just as like a, a special guest host Along with us. Yeah. I mean, I know a guy who'd be interested in helping out from time to time. But <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that'd be a fucking great idea, dude. And you, like, you'd probably very quickly, like, I mean, you'd be reaching your audience. You'd be keeping them engaged more often and in between magazine releases. And then when it's time for a magazine drop, now you have a platform to promote it. I, I don't see how that's not a winning idea. And it's so easy to do. Well, I mean, uh, we could even promote it inside the magazine as well. And then we've got, um, yeah, cross-promotion in, inside. 
Um, because I mean, we, Jake does have the experience to to, to really carry it. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I'd definitely be open to doing something like that. I'm glad you're here now. Interviewing Jake was weird. It was really Whoa. fun. I, I love Jake, but he's just so he's like so professional. You know, he's like a it's just a better person than I am, and it's hard to like get on the same level with him. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I try and make uh, try and make dick jokes with him and stuff like that all the time, and uh, he's so yeah. fucking square. Exactly. <laughs> what <One> nerd? <laughs> I'm just like, uh, all right, you know, just you know, we'll, we'll be in the recording at this time, and you know, bring some drinks or whatever. And he's like, I don't drink, I don't. I don't do drugs. I don't smoke. I don't party. I, yeah, I don't. I don't like. I don't like people. Um, like, okay, man. Well, uh, let's let's see what we can do with it. It was great. Like, I really enjoyed talking to Jake. I'm, I'm just giving him a hard time, but um, he he really is just a better person than me. So to like, I just kind of felt like he's judging me the whole time. To be honest, with you. Like, I just feel like he he he's better than me and he knows it, and I just look like an asshole. Uh, early on with our with our first kickstarter uh when we first had the discord going people were joining and saying oh what kind of stretch goals can we expect next and i found this uh this hat of dicks on uh, on google images and i put our logo on it and was like well how, how would you guys feel about this e1m1 dick hat and uh and he, he, he was just like he was he was very against the idea of a dick hat so i uh photoshopped it onto him Speaking of, have you seen the latest releases in uh, Running With Scissors merchandise store? Uh, I have not. Just to further illustrate what a perverted, disgusting piece of garbage that Mike J is, uh, Crotchy now has a new companion that you can you know, get. It's like part of the Wednesday update. Uh, so we have Crotchy, and now we also have Cunny, who is a talking vagina. Oh, wow. <laughs> Voiced by... Mrs. Jarrett. <laughs> no, um, I, I, I know Jake's really into his, uh, really into the postal series, and all, all, all kind of. Uh, I think he's in it now. Yeah, yeah um, he did uh, some voice acting for Wednesday. Uh, there's a character in there he plays. Go, go buy. I'm not going to spoil anything. Just go, go buy the Wednesday update, and then give make my J more rich and more air of an arrogant garbage person. Uh, um, I mean, I'm very much looking forward to. Um, Postal brain damaged. Uh, I mean, obviously that that that's, that that seems a lot more. Uh, what did I hear about that? Oh, that that would be a round steep twenty twenty. <laughs> um, man, the brave hero who went and went and acquired that demo for the uh, or that a uh, trailer, I should say. <laughs> I was I was re- I was rewatching it the other day. Actually, uh, the whole thing, not just the bit with you. I'm not weirdly obsessed with you or anything. Uh, it's fine. I, I rewatch it all the time. Like, every time I have someone over, I'm like, did you know I was in a game trailer? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool. <laughs> but yeah, um, at, at the time where the uh, where Realm's Deep actually showed live, uh, mm-hmm. I was at like a, I don't know if you guys have kebabs over there, but I was at a kebab restaurant. Um, generally, unless you live in like a major city, like Los Angeles probably has like a genuine kebab shop, but that's not like really a thing in the States. Like, yeah. Well, I was, I, was, I was chilling there and I thought I'd be home so much sooner. So I was just kind of watching all the updates come up on my like on my Twitter feed. Uh, so it was good to actually finally get a chance to just watch it uninterrupted. Mm. I mean, I watched yeah. it in bits before, but the other day was like a full day one watch. 
so there's a lot of interesting shit that went on in the making of that thing. Cause originally we were going to, we were going to make it like, we just like phone footage, you know? So it would be really, really stupid looking. But then, uh, we, Mike has like, there's a documentary crew, like the go postal documentary that you've seen hence for, I'm sure is yeah. that work it. And I was just like, well, why don't we just use them? And then you can have like beside, behind the scenes shit of this in the doc. I probably, it probably wasn't me who suggested it. Somebody suggested this at some point and then it turned into this like whole thing. And I kept, you know, I wrote like a script for it. Like, this is kind of what I want to do. And they were like, no, this is way too long. Like this needs to be 30 seconds max. And I was like, okay, whatever you want. And then obviously it turned into like a whole fucking thing. <laughs> it turned into a proper short movie. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's my wife in the video with me, the like, and our, our really good friend, Brooke. Uh, she's credited in the video too, but she, see the thing is that neither of them had any idea what was going on. <laughs> I literally just told him like, Hey, I'm doing this thing and I need a couple of hot chicks uh, to show up. They don't, they don't know what, anything about PC gaming. They don't know who the fuck Mike, Mike is or it, never heard of Postal <laughs> in their lives. Right. And when it was over, like we come home and then she and uh, my wife looked up Postal because they're like, what is this weird thing? Uh, and they were like, I don't know if we should be involved in this tie. Like this game has like, really <laughs> negative reviews. Like all of their games have really negative reviews. Like people just say it sucks. And I was just like, no, that's the, you don't understand. Damn it. Like that, that's the thing. It does suck. And that's why it's good. Except postal no three, which is really good. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <It is not. laughs> but, um, we're with brain damaged. I've been following Hyper Strange since uh, since Elderborn because I, I'm, a, I'm a massive fan of Dark Messiah. And uh, when I first started uh, kind of weaning myself off a little bit of the old mobile stuff and going more onto, I, I guess, what do you call modern gaming, despite being so retro-inspired, uh, Elderborn was one of the first games I, I, I played through. I was like, this is, this is incredible. And then from there... Crossbow, amazing game, um, and that, that new one that they publish as well, um, EQI. Have you have you tried that? I haven't tried any of that stuff. Everything you just said, like I thought when you said Dark Messiah, I thought that was a Kanye West album, and I looked it up and I was wrong. <laughs> so just, just go on, pretend I know. Well, you've got something to do after this podcast. After this podcast. <laughs> But um, yeah, I but because of covering every single one of the games so far, um, I developed a really good relationship with them, and and seeing them get that opportunity to work with Running with Scissors has been awesome. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't wait to have the post mortem interview with them because, I mean, the impression I get is that this is a huge like gamble for RWS. I mean, obviously they're great at making games. I am aware that they have made very cool and successful games before. Yeah. But considering the last time that they, you know, allowed someone else to develop a game with their IP went so well, <laughs> I, I imagine that they are nervous as fuck about that project. No, well, I have no doubt that we're going to be screaming at people to get it because it, it just, it, it looks so kind of, it doesn't, it doesn't look like postal. No, but it looks so kind of fluid and, visceral I, i'm pumped for it this is the thing i was telling to quick tequila who are you familiar with lovely planet that series oh yeah 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I was telling him that like you have this really cool aesthetic IP, right? Like, uh, you know, make it with this general like cutesiness and the music and everything like that. Yeah. And then just turn Lovely Planet into whatever you want. Cause he's kind of saying like, you know, I'm not super interested in just making these like retro FPS games. I'm like, do what Serious Sam did, you know, do what Duke Nukem did. And like, you just take the, the IP and you broaden it across multiple different things. And that way, you know, if, if, if you're missing out on the, I don't know, the, uh, what, what the fuck is it called? Roguelike audience or whatever, make a roguelike, you know, if you want to do a roguelike game, just yeah. do it with lovely planet and then bam money, probably gonna make more money than you ever make off a fucking retro shooter anyway. And you have cross pollination there and just grow your IP from, and I think that would be brilliant idea. It, it is currently happening. That is a brilliant idea for the postal series as well. I mean, I, I've seen so many people say like, Oh, I've had no interest in the postal series before. I think it's just uh, kind of, uh, controversial for the sake of being controversial and then they've seen the brain damage trailer and they've been like okay that's the one i'm actually going to pick up and play mm. i don't know man like uh, the the biggest complaint i could see anyone making i mean obviously it's gross and offensive and stuff but it's supposed to it's like a the game is basically south park the game without yeah. being the actual you know the fractured butthole or whatever or the south park fps from years and years ago um <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like it's that same kind of like just humor, but it's also social commentary. Like it, it's, they're not stupid. Mike's not as he's an asshole, but he's not stupid. And neither <laughs> is Vince. <laughs> like they know what they're doing and they do it well. What they don't do well is make a game that doesn't crash all the time. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's the hurdle, I think. With any postal postal game. Yeah, I'm I mean, we'll have zero of that in brain damage. It'll probably be really crisp and clean for once. So, I mean, I, I've I've never had any technical issues with any Hyper Strange games, so oh, I, I think I'll do pretty well. Many technical issues with Postal Two, <laughs> like every other moment. But that, I don't. Know, it's also part of the charm. It's like, a, does the you know the soul and the substance outweigh the issues that you have to face to get to where you're going and the answer is absolutely it's a it's a masterpiece i mean it, it, it takes a lot to stop me uh like technical wise like it, from playing a game like a, 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 about a year ago or so i was playing this russian game called paragraph 78 which is based off of this uh almost like russian almost like a doom the movie but russian I need a, uh, I need a soundbite like warning incoming Slav jank. <laughs> but this uh, this this paragraph seventy eight it starts up and you're you're fighting this crawling zombie thing and it's like running all over the ceiling. It's it, it, it's it's really different. But um, before you know it, crash, crash, mm -hmm. crash. No autosave because it came out in like two thousand and seven, yeah. and it's just every time you go through a different area, it crashes and you lose all your progress. And that is one of the only times I've actually just flat out, just stopped playing a game because of technical issues. I've, I've fought through a lot of other games that have so many issues. I am in the same boat. Like it takes a lot to discourage me. Um, I'm very, very patient with the fact that, especially playing older games or that have been ported and things, you know, anything like that. I am tolerant of jankiness as long as the game itself is good yeah. with the exception of if I'm 75 
90% of the way through the game and I lose my save data, the chances of me playing back through the whole thing again to get back to where I was is very slim. Like, oh, that's, agreed. that's a nail in the coffin, which sucks because like Project Warlock has that bug. And it was like one of my favorite games I played recently. And it just, that was, ooh, <laughs> damn. I don't know about this. <laughs> I'm not doing that again. Well, um, speaking of Project Warlock, um, Super Rare Games have just brought it out on the Switch as well. I mean, so, uh, hopefully it doesn't crash on them. And- ho- hopefully it doesn't. But um, I'm, I'm excited to try and give it a go with a uh, with a very different control scheme. I uh, I don't generally play FPS titles on console for obvious reasons. Like it's not like I'm against it. I think it's a great idea. You should definitely put your game on every. If you have an opportunity to sell your product, you should do it 100. percent Yeah. But I just don't. I don't enjoy it as much. Like I, I get pissed off playing Goldeneye even these days. So. See, see, I I grew up with basically only consoles. Um, my uh, my neighbor across the road had a grandson, and on their PC upstairs they had a I think it was Doom and uh, Quake Two, and I wasn't allowed to play them but because it was my neighbor's house. I'd just go over there and play them, and my parents wouldn't know. Um, and that that was kind of my first exposure to first person shooters but after that basically for like a period of like probably 10 years all i played was console games um so i'm it's easier for me to adjust than most people who have been playing fps on pc for years it's not an adjustment it's like i just don't enjoy like i don't see why i would play the same game over again on console if i already have it available to me on pc now there's a whole legion of people with money in their pocket out there who are only going to play it on a uh, console. And I think that we should definitely take their money. Like no questions about it. Yeah. So there's no like prejudice. I'm not like, Oh, PC master race or anything. And there's games that work better on consoles than they do on PCs too. Like don't get me wrong. I just, I really like mouse and keyboard shooting and I, I feel hindered when that's not the case. Uh, I mean, is it what, what I'll do now basically is, Anything that is a console exclusive, I'll I'll oh. play there. And then anything that came out on console, but I can play it on my PC, that's what I'll do. I can't imagine being like a AAA game dev and then making a first-person shooter and then realizing at some point that it's going to be a console exclusive. Like, no, I, th- I think there was one on, on Switch recently, actually, uh, called Writhe. I don't oh, know too much yeah, about it I yet. I think I saw something about that. I don't know, man. It's just like, it feels like it's not like you're not talking to your core audience there. It's, it's not the way. Oh, I, I think it was a lot more common in the past with like the, uh, the, the, the PS one and then the PS two generations. Oh yeah. I mean, just in any case, like go look at the history of this genre console is always, and has always been maybe until recently. Cause I actually heard that it could be wrong statistics, but I heard that like PC is actually, kind of skyrocketing right now because of the pricing of the new consoles and everything and like just the lack of titles. So like there's a strong runner for PC gaming to like maybe compete with or overtake that for a short while. Yeah. Obviously I don't think people are ever going to stop buying consoles as long as they exist, but there's definitely still, still games that work better on consoles, uh, mostly racing games. 
I mean, yeah, racing. I, I don't know. Like, there's people that are willing to invest in like the steering wheels and shit, <laughs> or or just you know, connect a controller to your PC. But yeah. I think it's like the the casualness of it. We talked about this a bit earlier when we were talking about mobile games. It's just the fact that you could just kind of like. It doesn't have to be this whole thing because for me, gaming is like I've got to go upstairs. I've got to get on my desktop. I got to like do some stuff and then potentially like change settings. People just want to like. I worked an eight-hour shift today, and I just want to sit on my ass on the couch and eat some pizza rolls and have a beer and <laughs> shoot some motherfuckers in Call of Duty. And there's nothing wrong with that, man. Like that's that's totally. If that's how you get your relief, I'm cool with that. Oh, that, that's that, not my preferred method. That's called a gaming laptop. <laughs> uh, but even then, I don't know. I think people just want to like, get, then they have to buy a laptop. Yes, you know, They point. can just have this thing that connects to their TV. And they're just like, it's my TV. This is my space. Uh, you know, they don't, I don't know. Most people are not like getting headsets and shit. Like I bet my wife mostly plays Switch, right? So she plays like Mario Kart, you know, all the girl children games as I like to say. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, Super Smash Bros, that that kind of shit. And it was just fun, you know, Animal Crossing. But it's like she has this whole community of people that they like pl- meet up and play um, Mario Kart together all the time. Like every day she's online playing Mario Kart into the wee hours in the morning. And she's really good at it, but at, she's like shouting at her cell phone. And, I'm like, <laughs> and I'll come downstairs and I'm like, babe, like you're yelling at your phone, you know? And I'm like, why are you doing that? And she's like, well, I, you know, we're in this like Nintendo app and that's how we meet up to talk. And I'm like, or on Facebook or whatever. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? There's discord. Just get discord. (laughs) (laughs) You're insane. Just get a headset and get discord and you can have it on your phone. Like, you know, you won't have to scream and yell and wake me up in the middle of the night. (laughs) (laughs) But, but even then it's like, her problem is that most of the people that she is playing with, even if she suggests it to them, are not interested in downloading Discord for some reason. Because, I don't know. They'd just rather be on their fucking Facebook or Nintendo. People like comfort is what I'm getting at. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I do get what you mean. Um, and that's, that's a big reason why I went into uh, why I went into mobile games. Because I, I could basically lie on the sofa in a really awkward position on my head and play it. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds more comfortable. It, it doesn't sound as comfortable as it is. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I have the same, I'm the same way about books, man. Like I, I refuse to read books on a tablet or on my phone or anything like that. Like I want the fucking paper copy, you know, and people get onto me. They're like that. It's like, you're you're spending more money and you're killing trees. And I'm just like, look, if that's my one vice in life, like. (laughs) Don't don't, don't give me that. That's your one vice. Don't give me that. No, my (laughs) vices are. Uh, nicotine, Valium, Vicodin, a- alcohol, or what's the words? Heroin. You know that song? <laughs> <laughs> no. Nicotine, Valium, Vicodin, marijuana, ecstasy, alcohol. That's, I think that's the words to the song. <laughs> so that sounds like a great song. <laughs> it's Queens of the Stone Age, man. Um, no, we're cracking open the beers now. I am. <laughs> this podcast just got interesting. <laughs> What did you say? You said you were having a boomer drink before this. Is that is that code for like monster or something? Yeah, monster. <laughs> but um, not 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 thinking about with the sugar free ones here. Uh, see, I, I keep doing this. I'm gonna get myself fired from Realms Deep, and you're gonna take my place because I do not drink monster. <laughs> <laughs> I never would. 
I like the coffee ones, like the the Monster Jabas. Like oh, definitely not. With sugar, no, no, no. Coffee is great separately. Monster is great separately, but you don't mix them. It's like chili chocolate. I I just think they taste good. Like they're disgustingly sugary and everything, but like they taste better too. I like coffee, but when I drink coffee, like I drink black coffee with nothing else in it. But I mean, like if I had to drink a Monster and I had to pick from the ones in the gas station. I'm definitely not going to get the ones that taste like fucking taurine and like whatever the fuck. Like those are disgusting to me. Um, <laughs> sorry, monster. Uh, please sponsor my podcast. <laughs> the best ones are the ones that as you drink, you can feel the little granules of sugar going down your tongue. <laughs> <laughs> Paula Dean. So just add a little bit of butter to this dish, baby. It helps it right, slide right through your arteries. <laughs> <laughs> So the, 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 the sugary ones are the best. They they work your teeth and stop your heart at the same time. What's not to love? I went through a period at one point where I was trying to quit smoking cigarettes, and my decision this is like this is dumb teenager logic. I was like, every time I want a cigarette, I'm just going to drink an energy drink. <laughs> sounds sounds fair. And it worked. <laughs> That's the thing is it totally worked because it. <laughs> It conditioned me to associate the the want for a cigarette with being in pain and terrified for my life. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so each each time each time you wanted a cigarette, you were having a whole can. Yeah, I was just all right. We're gonna go buy some bangs or whatever the fuck those things are called, and I'll just swig them down, and <laughs> we'll see what happens. And I mean, I didn't get a lot of sleep, but I wasn't smoking cigarettes for that duration of that that period of time. <laughs> I don't know whether to say congratulations or I'm sorry. I mean, I still I have like vapes now and shit. Like I, I'm never. I told my psychi or psychologist at some point. Like I was like, well, what, how was your week? Well, I kind of feel bad because I relapsed. I had quit like really quit smoking for a long time, and then uh, COVID hit, and then me and my wife both fell off the bandwagon because we quit together, and then we failed together again. And I, I was like, uh, yeah. I started smoking again, or I started using nicotine again, I should say, because I don't really smoke smoke. But And then they're like, oh, how do you feel? And I was like, well, used to be, before I started seeing you, I would have said that I hate myself, and I've made a huge mistake, and I deserve to die. But now I realize that you know it's okay to make a mistake, and I'll probably go through periods where I do and don't use nicotine. And as long as I don't hate myself for it, it's not a destructive thing. And, th- and then she was like, you're graduated. Congratulations. You don't need therapy anymore. You're <laughs> a better person. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it could be much worse. You could be having like chewing tobacco. Um, I don't know. I've considered that too, but it's just so gross. Like <laughs> everyone where I'm from uses that shit. Like, uh, and I'm from Alabama. And so like my dad chewed tobacco and he, this is the grossest thing, man. He would like buy the little, either the short Coca-Cola bottles you know what i'm talking about oh yeah and he would use them as like a, a spit cup oh well, at least and, he's using a cup well this is the thing is that you know tobacco spit and coca-cola have the exact same color Ugh. and <laughs> little kid me is like oh i want to drink a coke and i just like oh that one's open <laughs> like, oh god disgusting disgusting i'm gonna throw up just thinking about it you basically made out with your dad um (laughs) 
you have a way of taking the gross. You, you keep doing this. You turn something that's already gross into something even grosser. <laughs> I like you. <laughs> we should do one with you, me, and Jake, and we just try to make him throw up the whole time. I think it would be pretty easy, you know. <laughs> and we can pin, pin him down and make him drink alcohol. <laughs> I don't think that's a good thing to do, man. If he wants to be sober, I think he's a he's doing doing just fine. Seems like he's got his life together for the most part. He is, but there's, there's nothing wrong with a little beer pressure. <sighs> I, I guess it's different. Like in his case, it's like he's never been a drinker. So yeah. like. I don't know, but what if it turned out like we, we made him drink a beer and it turns out he's got the gene and he just like, and then we ruin his life. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, I always consider that. Like, what if, what if we turn Jake into a raging alcoholic and he ends up like Ted Hitchkey living in a dumpster for <laughs> several years before he gets clean and then founds one of the coolest game companies known to man. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Well, is Does the ends outweigh the means? Absolutely. In that case. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> are you are you willing to sacrifice Jake's pride, happiness, and you know health for a few years to then get a Dread X P out of it? <laughs> See, you're convincing me more here. <laughs> <laughs> and and when he's lying there in the in the alleyway, drunk off his tits, I'll say to him. I only gave one five-star rating. <laughs> that would be my revenge moment. <laughs> what was it? I think I told you this. So this is a good time to address it because I think it was like uh, discussed in depth, but it kept coming back to it. We need to talk to Zach about this. I had forgotten about it, so I'm glad he brought it up. It's not the five-star rating I have a problem with. It's a 4.5. It's a, what the fuck is a 4.5? So like how close is a 4.5 to a 5? You know? Is it half a star away from being a 4.5 or is it just actually not a 4.5? Well, it depends how you're quantifying a uh, a half a star. It should be half a star. <laughs> I, I'm not like I didn't do great in math in high school, but I feel like I understand how this works. I mean, a 4.5 for me, I was quite apprehensive to give five star ratings, at least through the first few issues. Um. I would only give a five star rating if a game like really impacted me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, not that it's an FPS, but I'd give a game like Advent Rising five stars, which might some people might laugh at me for because it was quite polarizing. But a game that after I finish it, I can't stop thinking about it is a five star. A game which after I finish it, I want to tell people that this is a really cool game and you really need to play it gets a four point five. I'm so glad I'm not a critic. Like I, I could never do that. Right? I, because, I think, go ahead. Uh, I think all of the uh, all of the contributors have their own kind of headcanon for what what half a star means. To be honest, but uh, but that, that's mine. I mean, as we were talking about earlier, like my my tolerance for a bit of jank is so high that like when I play something, right. Or if I, anything, it's it's not just uh, games. It's like music, television, whatever. When I like it, the duration of me being into it, it is always the greatest thing that I've ever seen or touched or heard, right? And then 
to to like accurately measure it like would not be fair because if i were to say like well my analysis of this episode of star trek deep space nine is five stars would be stupid because in reality i'd go back and watch it again and be like i actually wasn't the best episode so like it can't be five stars because this was better like you know Uh, what i'm saying yeah I i think it's best not to weigh them against each other so yeah. when you when you're looking at something like uh, we gave uh, let's let's have a think, I gave Cornflake Stein uh, three stars, I believe, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, and another game that got three stars was uh, Blake Stone. Uh, both games actually got three stars, but although in some ways Blake Stone is a lot better than a game about Cornflake Hitler. Um, I enjoyed it the same amount as I would enjoy playing Blake Stone. Well, even then, you have to take into account like what are my expectations before I download this? Because it's like if I expect this game to be as the worst piece of shit in the world, which is exactly what I expect of a game called Cornflake Stone, <laughs> and it turns out pretty good, then three stars is fair. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, for, first, game, like, I've never played Blake Stone to be very honest, and. You know, it's been built up so much that if I play it and it's not a good experience, even if it's a cool game, but I'm like, this is dated as fuck. It is. I don't know if I would give it three stars, you know? Yeah, I mean, I mean, with, uh, with, with, with some of our reviewers, they, they will go in with high expectations and those expectations will come crashing down. And one of our, uh, one of our contributors, uh, Caleb, uh, Captain Caleb, uh, He's had, he's had that a couple of times where he's got in to a game that's considerably hyped and absolutely hated it. And you can kind of tell looking at his review scores how kind of pissed off he was as he was writing it. Um, I recently gave him a game called... Uh, no, wait, that's a spoiler for the new magazines. I'm going to stop myself. But I recently oh, gave come him... Come on, come on. You're <laughs> on in the key. That's the perfect time. I, I gave him this game called Putrefaction that came out in 2015 and it's kind of it's very inspired by painkiller uh but also a little bit like a fast-paced doom 3 you're like going around really dark corridors with just your flashlight and uh a weapon and you're shooting all these evil mutants and whatnot and when i first showed him the trailer he was really excited to to kind of start it and to to experience it and he was like oh yeah i love painkiller this is going to be great and he came out on the end of it and I sent him a, a Steam gift of Putrefaction 2 and he declined it <laughs> because he was that put off by by, by playing it uh, from having such high expectations going in. This is a good point to derail the conversation just a little bit and we'll come back to the topic at hand. But there's two things I actually have that are Captain Caleb related for you. First one, he, he left the best comment I've ever gotten on a podcast ever. Uh, so recently I released a, an interview with bridge burner. Um, oh, yeah. I was working on age of hell and you, know, you guys have covered that and everything. And like, I was really upset because the audio quality was terrible. Uh, I, my, we're using Zencaster today because I've, I'm done with trying to record in discord. Like I can't do it anymore. It's I've tried for the convenience sake. You know, I don't know what you're, do you have to sign up and make an account for this or whatever? Um, uh, no, I just had to type my name in. Okay. That's awesome. Because I was really worried that you were going to have to make an account. And like, I don't want to, 
you know, when I get someone on the show like John St. John, I don't want to like send them this thing. I'm like, okay, you, it's like a whole process for them to be on my show. I want to be as easy as possible. And so like my general rule is everybody uses discord. I'll record in discord. I'll use a recording bot and it won't have any issues, but the bot just keeps fucking crashing and I can't deal with it anymore. So we're using Zencaster now. Great to hear that it's not hard, but anyway, the problem with the bridge burner episode is that I was recording it with the bot. It crashed and then he picked it up on his end with OBS. And then when I got it back, the audio quality was pretty terrible. Uh, my voice was echoing. I was really upset about it and I, I cleaned it up as much as I could, but when I released it, it just wasn't what I wanted it to be. You know, it's not sure. my standard of audio quality as someone who does this for a portion of, you know, their living and, <laughs> And also because like, you know, I have clients like I've doom is dead and a couple of other things I'm bouncing around and like, I just, I want to put out a good product because this is my flagship show. And if it doesn't sound amazing, then who would hire me? to do the production? Yeah. I mean, um, I, I gave it a listen um, when I was at work the other day and could, couldn't hear anything that was really that wrong with it. Like it, I, I could hear everyone. Well, I could hear you and I could hear bridge fine. Like, I, 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 when I when I messaged you about it and, and and you came back to me and you said that uh, you weren't happy with it, I, I was a bit surprised. Dude, it it will haunt me. I know it. Like it's not going to bother most people. Like it's a stupid thing to be upset about. And you're right. Like it's it's listenable, and that's all that matters. But I am. This is my job. <laughs> like I, yes. I, I don't do a subpar job. That is my rule. Anyway. All that fucking aside, the, the point of me saying all of this, this the past 30, 45 seconds of audio was to say, Caleb responded and he said, agreed, the audio turned out fine too. I was able to play the podcast in my car while driving to little to no issues hearing that you guys were saying. The part where Bridge talked was kind of annoying though. And I was like, that's the best comment I've ever heard. Thank you. <laughs> and then number two is that, so recently we've been introducing fan questions to you know, my Patreon supporters and everything. And we actually got a, a fan question from a morpher for you. And it goes like this. How did you guys acquire captain Caleb and Millie in the magazine? They are some of my favorite reviewers and who at the magazine loves the game blood the most. Okay. So, uh, Caleb actually approached us on Twitter really early on. Um, I think maybe even before our first Kickstarter had started up. Um, and he sent us a little excerpt of what he'd written on another site. And uh, we knew that we had to have him on. And, and, and since then, he's been absolutely incredible. We've we've given him a little promotion as well. He's now the uh, contributor-in-chief. Um, and as for Millie, uh, I believe she approached uh, Jake, and Jake sent me a little sample of her work. And uh, that's why we brought her on. But, but uh, Millie yeah. Bobby Brown, right? Yeah, definitely. That, that, that's that's definitely the Millie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but yeah, they're, they're both absolutely fantastic. The biggest blood fan we have, I think that's a bit of a toss up between Jake, who I swear whenever I'm on a Discord chat to him, he's either playing Fresh Supply or uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon. Uh, mm. But most of the time fresh supply and whenever he talks about playing multiplayer it's always let's do fresh supply he's 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 obsessed with it but then we also have uh <laughs> you're not allowed to say that i am i am uh, allowed to say that i know it's bad i uh, hate i hate 
all multiplayer in all of the built engine. There's never <laughs> been a good one. Ever. But um, the, the the person he's t- he's tossed up with would be uh, Jay uh, Jay Pillai, who we we didn't poach because he's still working there from uh, Gamerfine, which is mm-hmm. pre- which was previously Indian Noob, uh, because he is so obsessed with blood that in his review of it in issue one. He picked apart all the stuff that makes fresh supply not a good port and went through everything about why that's not the way you should play Blood. And some people have have come up to us, and they will not come up to us, but come to us over the internet because of the pandemic, um, and have said, like, I can't believe you only gave Blood three and a half stars. And um, it's it's solely because fresh supply is not the port that he wanted. So I, I think he's the most he's he's a stickler for blood, but Jake is a blood obsessive or fanatic. Um, I I hope that that guy never is in a back alley, and then me and Stephen Kick are in the area. Because I'll try to hold Stephen back, but I don't know that he will let it happen. <laughs> like he's <laughs> not. It, it, there's a lot of genuinely good criticism against fresh supply. Like I understand why the true blood blood fans like don't love it Yeah, and all it's the convenience, you know, that's what makes it good. It's like it, you can download it on steam and it's, it's available to a whole new generation of people, blah, 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 blah. You don't have to like fuck around with doubt. What is it? Blood GDS and all that shit. You don't have to fuck with that shit. That's, that's a huge plus. And I also having talked to Steven about it extensively, like they, it's not, their fault like they would have done a lot more if they'd had more time it was just yeah. a thing and it is what it is but i i like blood fresh supply it's convenient it's easy i play it it's it's blood to me i'm not like i wasn't the biggest blood guy ever so who cares yeah i i, I mean it's it's fully functional it's 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 fun to play it's it it's blood and what more could you ask for I mean, apparently a lot. Like, Civic's <laughs> review of that shit was like, wow. I, I would never even think about half of this shit. Like, it would never occur to me. But that's why he's Civi 1-1 and I'm little old mother load over here. So, And that's why I didn't cover the first supply port. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Were, like, I, I swear up and down, like, okay, we're going to derail it for a bit and then we'll go back to the topic at hand do you remember what the topic at hand was <laughs> I, I do not we'll i do not your, your your reviews and the the rating system and everything so you gave dusk dusk is the five-star review yeah that, that that's one that the uh that jake gave out mm-hmm. i don't think i've actually no i i haven't had a a cover review yet of my own well, keep in mind when i say you i'm referring to you guys right yeah it's it's not i'm not holding you responsible for everything that happens even though you are currently representing the brand so you kind of have to speak on its behalf but let me get my hat (laughs) yeah a1m1 magazine hat by the Hmm. way at some point this service is going to support video also and at that point we'll be able to see like i'll be able to see your hat while you're talking that's one of the major reasons that I also didn't want to give up Discord. Is like I, I, I don't want to pay a bunch of money, but I also don't want to give up seeing people on video. Yeah, I hear that. But you, you told me you were like apparently butt ugly because you don't look like Matt Damon or something. So that's yeah, I, I don't want to shatter people's fantasies that Matt Damon is out there writing a boomer shooter magazine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I mean, what if we ever make enough money, we'll uh, we'll hire him to do a press conference for us. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Like, you could probably get him on. Is he on Cameo? Uh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure. I haven't, I haven't looked. Dude, speaking of wrestling earlier, Dave Oshry for uh, Steve. You know Steve from New Blood? Oh, yeah. QA guy. So for Steve's birthday, Dave Oshry got a cameo of Matt Hardy doing like a birthday promo for Steve. And I was like, that is the best gift I've ever seen. <laughs> That's crazy. Like, that, I mean, <laughs> I don't think there's ever been a better gift given. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know because the I, th- I think I've given a better gift. So the reason this whole Cyber Damon Matt Damon thing came about was um, have you ever heard of the movie Stuck on You? Yep. With uh, Matt Damon and Greg Kinnear and a conjoined twins, and they go through all kinds of issues with it. Um, Double bubble bubble gum. Some, something on this, but it's been a while because the other half never lets me watch it anymore um, because of what the I've done. Uh, yeah, my... Uh, yeah, my... <laughs> Greg, Greg Kinnear. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, the thing is, I don't think it's a great movie. I think it's horrendous. Really? I, I Really. It. I think it's... It's been 10 years since I've seen it, to be honest. So. It's so cheesy. The jokes are so flat and it's it's aged about as well as shallow hal um shallow hal that has not aged well come on i like duke nukem what do you want from me (laughs) (laughs) i want you to write a vice article about it (laughs) um but but basically we watched stuck on you with uh with one of our like couple friends and um also conjoined twins also, also conjoined twins and it, it became almost like a, a running joke that it's the best movie ever, mostly because of me. Uh, and it came to a Christmas one year, and I found a gigantic poster of the movie and, oh, and ordered it in and, get, and gave it to these couple friends of ours um, for Christmas. And um, they ended up driving off down the street and had forgotten it, and I was chasing after them, brandishing this poster tube like trying to give it to them and I've given, I've managed to give it to them since, but they still haven't displayed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's super ungrateful. <laughs> uh, but from there we then watched, have you seen downsizing? I don't think so. It, Is that like a fat people movie? No, it's, it's about Matt Damon and his wife basically shrink to help the planet into these little That's borrowers funny. kind of things. Dumb as fuck. But the, it's it's so weird. Like that ends up having absolutely no like no actual semblance on the plot at all. And then there's all this stuff about like the apocalypse. And there's this thing where he's like in like a uh, what do they call him? like a shanty town, and he's like having sex with an amputee. And oh, it's it's super weird. Like, and ever since then, just Matt Damon has been such a massive part of my life. I just love Matt Damon. I think he's a great actor. He's an Oscar winner. You know, uh, what was it for the Martian? Uh, For good, for good will hunting. Oh, okay. Well, obviously I don't know why that wasn't my first choice. (laughs) (laughs) Him him and uh, Ben Affleck, I think both got Oscars for it. I think they wrote it. Fucking Oscar. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he's not even the best Batman. That's Clooney. 
Um, no, that's you're dumb. It's Robert Pattinson. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly had nipples. Uh, Pattinson's actually a good actor. <laughs> <laughs> there's just there's so much about the Clooney Batman film that really stands out above the pack. That's, uh, Batman and Robin, or Bat- I think Batman it's Batman and Robin. Robin. Yeah, it's the one with the Riddler, right? Where Jim Carrey plays the Riddler. I think that's Batman Forever. Uh, Batman and Robin's the one that's got uh, Mr. Freeze. It's got uh, Poison Ivy. That's the one with George, with George Clooney. Okay. Well, okay, I'll say all that to say that J- Jim Carrey as the Riddler was the perfect casting and nothing else about that movie was any good. Whichever <laughs> movie it was. And I'm not going to even waste my time looking it up because I don't care. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 I, I awesome. think that's Batman Forever. And it's got Jack Nicholson as the Joker in that one, I think. Oh, fuck yes. The best <laughs> Joker. Because he's not the Joker, he's just Jack Nicholson. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, um, nothing compares to me as uh, to Arnie as Mister Freeze. I wonder who my like. If I were to pick a celebrity actor to be my avatar, I don't know who I would choose. <laughs> um, you, you've, I mean, Matt Damon's already taken, so I can't be Matt Damon. Um. <laughs> I don't know. There's always Ron Jeremy. I re- well, no, absolutely. <laughs> I really like my. It was like a contentious thing that I've been thinking about. Is like I really like my current avatar, and I don't want to change it. But also, there's so many great artists who could make me a better avatar, and I'm like, maybe I should reach out. Like Alec Pixie from 3D Realms. Like maybe I should have Alec make me a, an avatar. That would be dope. But then I think back and I'm like, I just really like this fucking pumpkin head guy from Dusk. Well, I mean, I looked at it earlier um, as we were chatting. And for the longest time, I haven't looked at it in detail. And I thought it was a pumpkin in a Ghostbusters outfit. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you just no. glance at it, <laughs> that's what it looks it like. like. It was like 2019 for Halloween in the keep had a pumpkin carving contest. Right. So I was like. The, the rules are we're, we're calling it the caco lantern contest and it has to be you know some kind of doom quake like retro fps oriented style pumpkin and we got some amazing submissions i mean like really cool shit uh one guy made like the he, he made one of the trophies from quake champions on his pumpkin we had some other people like one guy had uh had made the uh shub nigrot with with like he'd like cut the pumpkin open and taken slices out of it and used it to make horns and everything. There was an amazing ca- like actual uh, jack o' lantern that looked like a caco demon, like really cool stuff. But last minute, this guy uh, Brando, who is an amazing uh, Unreal Engine uh, or sorry Unreal tournament player. Oh yeah. And also he's like, he's actually number one best Dusk World player in the world of, you know, of all six people who play Dusk World. Um, <laughs> but he, he turned this thing in and I'm, it's like a pumpkin and he made like a costume that's like literally like the Dusk guy with the sides and everything. And it's got the end the keep logo on it. And I'm like, or the old one actually, but maybe that's why that avatar is going to go. It's the old logo. I should make him update it with the new logo. <laughs> yeah, update it with the new logo on a Ghostbusters outfit. I, th- I, I think it will work. Uh, we should have another cackling. I'm going to do a cackling contest again this year if I have time. Do it. Do it in April. April? It gives people enough time to make multiple submissions. April? Yeah, May, you can June, buy pumpkins July, in April. August, September, October. Like, that's seven months or six months ahead of time. 
it's at least six months to make the ideal cackleanton pumpkin. Look, if you'll okay, I'll make a deal. I'll release the cackleanton contest in April if you agree to do a like a six page spread on it in the one in one magazine. Yeah, I can give you a two page spread at most. <laughs> Okay, I'll take a two-page spread of just just the cackleanton. <laughs> it's agreeable terms for me. It's a pleasure doing business with you. And we we do actually have a, a six-page spread coming up this uh, in this next batch of articles, which is which is our first six-page spread. We've done it. We've done four pages before for interviews, but this is going to be our, our biggest article to date. Um, of Jake, uh, Captain Caleb, actually. Oh, even See, better. He goes by Captain Caleb Rock, but it kind of rhymes with that, what we're going for. <laughs> <laughs> he ha- we have had some of our contributors volunteer to host the E1M1 OnlyFans. <laughs> it, it, won't, it won't quite measure up to the QuakeFans.net OnlyFans account, but I'm sure it'll be successful. <laughs> I mean, Everybody we, wants to see Smango spread his butt cheeks. <laughs> but, uh, this this massive six page spread we've got coming up is when I started working on it, it was two pages, and then I kept finding more and more that were more and more games that were relevant to it. And it's basically we have this rule that is that we don't review early access games because they're not technically finished, and we don't feel right scoring them. Good but rule. it feels like every retro FPS that's coming out at the moment is coming out into early access. So I chose 17 of my favorites. <laughs> and 17 nice of my favorites. Round, nice round prime number. <laughs> <laughs> See, we, we can fit six on a page without a title. So we had to put five on the first page and have the title on. Um, so that's why there are 17 of them. Um but it was it was so much fun going through and playing so many early access games and getting them on this page. We have got stuff like uh Wrath, we got um Cruelty Squad, uh Master Arena, and a, bu- a bunch of other ones that people haven't heard of on there. Master Arena is uh really interesting. I've I've been following them for years. Like that they were one of the I think they were in like the first ten episodes I had. Um was Albert, who was the the weapons modeler on that game? I'm not sure who who it is that I've been dealing with. Um, is it Jeremy? Let me take a look. Is he French? Does he speak English? Are they not all French? They're not all French. <laughs> I, I don't remember. I don't remember what his name is, but his avatar is like this guy in like a red cap on Discord. Mm, curious. I don't. I'm not not following now. But Jeremy, um, who is? It's his game, right? He he. I did like a, a an article for QuakeFans.net a long time ago, which is like an interview with Jerem about Master Arena, and it was I, it, basically I sent him questions, Google translated them into French, he responded in French, and then I Google translated it back into English. <laughs> <laughs> je, ne, je ne parle pas le français très bien. <laughs> like I don't. That's all I know how to say. That excuse you pour aller aux toilettes, à calure, and voulez-vous coucher avec moi ce soir? Ce soir. Of my French. <laughs> well, the the only word I've ever used when I've been to France is uh, anglais, s'il vous plaît. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I got, you gotta go to the extra mile. You gotta know how to <laughs> politely ask one to fuck you. Please go to bed with me tonight. Like that. That's that's an important one to learn. It is. And it's it's also a catchy song. <laughs> 
I don't know which one you'd be, but we'll probably Missy Elliott. Uh, you could just call me Lady Marmalade. I might change my name to Lady Marmalade. <laughs> the Marmalade. <laughs> the Marmalade. <laughs> the Marmalade. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Make it happen. <laughs> let's uh, let's take a little quick break here. I gotta take a piss, and then I'll be right back. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know how long you want to talk for, but I'll talk forever. I have, I'm off for four days. Sure. I'll probably do another half hour if that's right. That's fine. I'll be right. All right, I have returned. I heard every part of that. <laughs> Me walking out, taking a piss, closing the door. Every single part. Really? Really. You've got a great mic. That's awesome. I'm very impressed. I I did get the flush. I got the the flow too. I think it's because of this. Um, So Zencaster is not, it's unfiltered. So like Discord, you have like, you can set a threshold. Sure. For for like, you know, what activates your mic. And I'm, I'm guessing you're hearing every noise in the room. Well, there's, there's not a hell of a lot of noises in your room. That's true. But I mean, like, if I open my door and walk across the hallway and take a piss, <laughs> then you heard it. So. Well, I, I thought I thought you were recording this all in the bathroom, to be honest. Well, <laughs> the, the restroom. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll probably do till it gets to uh, till it gets to two on the uh, on the top bar. Can you hear me uh, pouring my drink and cracking the can and everything? That's totally the sound of pouring a drink, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> it is <laughs> this time. I'm gonna maybe I should keep the whole like me if it's actually in the audio that's recorded. I'm gonna keep it in there. Let's just <laughs> this this time you're really in the keep <laughs> in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> so what like are, i mean i think i started this question earlier and never really finished it but i understand that you publish a magazine in which you do this all the time but like what's currently on your radar is like the best looking games coming out well i actually made a gigantic document of it well i wouldn't say gigantic but there's like 50 games i popped on there just, just give me like top five like these are going to be the games that are candidates for a 4.5 star review candidates for a 4.5 star review mm. well that's a, that's a question and a half um there's one i've really got my eye on called uh project odin uh it's, it's russian right next to me <laughs> It's a so it's a Russian game by uh, Resurrectors Game Studio, and it's got this whole kind of action B movie kind of VHS scan lines vibe going for it, uh, and it, it it just looks fantastic. It looks like um, I don't know if you ever heard of Cold Winter. I say it's a PS2 FPS. Uh, it looks a bit like that, but more retro. It looks almost like um, almost like uh, those old FMV games that you used to get. Uh, yeah, that's ma- <laughs> that's that's massively on my radar. Um, there's another one, uh, Sprawl, which is like a cyberpunk game with wall running and katanas that isn't Ghost Runner. Mm, okay, okay. 
uh, what else do I even want to mention? Um, there's Unleash Hell, which you and I have talked about before. Um, yeah, o- yeah. OTR. What's his name? I, I uh, feel like he's such an asshole right now. Foamy. Foamy, yes, Foamy. He he, like within minutes of you telling him like to talk to me, like was in my Discord and we chatted quite a bit about his game. He's a oh, nice guy. He's a really nice guy. He really is. He really is. He likes Winger as well. I'm looking forward more to the more than the game. I'm looking forward to the soundtrack because he's a professional musician. Oh, he he is. He's got he's got some great music that he's uh, that he's produced. Um, but so that's three. Four point five star games, folks. Uh, <laughs> Potentially four point five star games. And to two more, I want to mention. Um, I'd have to give oh, one shout out to Coven. Mm-hmm. Where you play as a witch and to regain health, you eat people's testicles. <laughs> uh, it's, it's like set in the 1600s, and you've got all these cool kind of off the time weapons, like uh, you've got like a flintlock pistols and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, that looks that looks really cool. And um, that game would be really dope, just like the concept. And I, I'm really looking forward to that game itself. But I feel like if they picked, like they had Dylan Rogers and Dave Szymanski to help them make that game, like with the the kind of Gloomwood style, like unloading, reloading, and like the old school weapons and everything would just be like magnificent. Oh, um, yeah, 100%. But I think it's already shaping up to be. There, there's actually a demo for it in the E1M1 Discord, if you uh, if you look hard enough. Oh, I, I don't look at your Discord, man. Anyway, you, you need to, bitch. <laughs> Do you know how many discords I have that are just mine plus all the other ones I'm in? (laughs) I have four. There are four in the keep discords. That's insane. I'm in two, I think the other ones that I moderate, you know, so like I'm in the multiplayer doom federation, us quake community, and then a few companies that I keep close contact with the Hellforge, obviously. And then there's like all these folders of like indie companies just just doom discords just like <laughs> multiplayer like afps communities like, I, I have a lot of like, just there's too many discords i can't keep oh 100 percent. I've, I've, I've hit my limit on discord i can't join anything else without removing myself from another it's like a soft lock 100 right it is yeah yeah i've, I've hit that a few times <laughs> <laughs> and uh i guess the, the the fifth game that i'd want to mention <sighs> i'm gonna say Operation Pink Eye, which is heavily inspired by GoldenEye, but it's like super Scottish, um, and it's set in like an. It, it, it's really fantastic. It's really fantastic. I've been help. I've been helping test it uh, to get to, to get a demo ready, and it's it's shaping up really really well. Okay, so that's your top five. Oh, I'd say that's now, five of my five of my top X. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna exclude anything with like a major publisher from my proposals here. So okay. I'm not gonna talk about Wrath because I think Wrath is fantastic. But like that's 3D Realms doesn't count. New Blood doesn't count. Just strictly indie stuff. Yeah. Um. Obviously, Hrot is incredible. Oh, absolutely. I I mean I was not expecting it to be nearly close to as good as it appears to be at this point in development. I, I thought like eh, that might be okay, 
And now that I've played it, I'm 100% in. If I could get Caudal out on the podcast, it would mean everything to me and to a lot of my listeners because they've been hitting me up. But he will will not speak, like as far as I can tell. I, I know that Fred has a contact to him, but I've messaged him on Discord, Twitter. Like I can't get any word from him, and I, that's I respect that. It's just man, what a great. It, it it's fantastic. I mean, I. I was one of the first to play the demo. It was for a Google Drive link that he sent me for an old website I used to write for. Mm-hmm. Um, and what does his dick taste like? Uh, a bit like apples, <laughs> but like so Soviet apples. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but but yeah. So I, I was expecting to love it, and to be honest, it's it's lived up to my expectations and beyond. He nailed it. Like it, atmosphere, like humor without distracting from the product itself you know like it's got it's got everything and it, it's like in its own engine written in pascal if i understand correctly yeah that's right is, uh, what the fuck is this like he's got he's a, some crazy genius who doesn't like talking to people obviously. well uh, i mean the, the whole way through development and even now still people are saying oh it's basically basically more chasm and now oh, it's basically more quake slav quake and whatnot but i think for all of its inspirations, it's still such a unique game, and there, there there isn't much that's like it out there at the moment. And I really, really like it. I do too. I mean, I I just one hundred percent. I'm all in on Hrot. Like, I got a free copy of it, you know, when it was re- released uh, from an unknown source that I won't. <laughs> I know who it was, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> and I I still like I. I my rule is if someone gives me a game for free, I buy it for someone else. Like that's always kind of my, my general rule. Um, so it's like a pay it forward thing. And I think everyone should do that by the way, just all you fuckers out there. If you get a game for free, you buy a copy for someone else. Don't be a piece of shit. And yeah, it's, it's just dude, mind blown. I love it. There's so many little details in there that you just don't realize. Like there's the, the fucking cosmonaut falling out of the sky and map two. There's the if you're the idle state of like standing there with the hammer and uh, you're the, with the, the yeah. out, he brings up the hammer. Like this is a guy who really pays attention to detail. He's been studying the scene and watching what's good, what's not good, and he just got all the good and none of the bad. Oh, hundred percent, fantastic. I mean, uh, the the biggest complaint I've heard is people don't know how to pronounce it. It's rot. <laughs> I it's, thought HROT or HROT at first, but because it's all in caps, so it looks like a an acronym. But HROT is, in fact, I checked with Dusum, who is Czech, and he says Spike. Spike is the translation, not Apex. Spike. So, see, I I I, I um was reading a, a a tweet from someone who was Czech as well, I think, and they were saying um, it's HROT, like. Rhymes oh, with okay. rhymes with scrote. That's fine. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not taking pronunciation here. I'm just taking like <laughs> using the continents, consonants, and vowels together. We what we need is we need confirmation from Kotalap. Oh. When he's on your podcast, we'll make Scrut. it happen. <laughs> Probably be on your show first, man. When he podcast out, he should be the first guest, and I'll produce it. Um, <laughs> What else is on my radar here? I've been I've been following Effigy for a very long time. Like 
I really liked the first build that was in the the haunted PS one demo disc. No, oh, yeah, and it's going to be a commercial product, but. I think Effigy in its original state was maybe the best damn thing I'd touched for a while. Like it, 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 similar to Scumhead playing with that kind of Castlevania genre, but within the FPS community, I mean, obviously it was rough around the edges with the AI and everything, but just the general layout of the game, I was super into. So Effigy, I got to give a shout out. I've played a more recent build of it that kind of, it, it was a little broken. I don't want to like disparage it in any way. I'm sure that Nate will figure it out, but effigy is another one that I've just like, I really love this. I really, so, really think this is something that's going to be good. If it can't, if it can get to that point. So like a 4.5 for you as well. I I think <laughs> it could be a 4.5. K. I feel like 4.5 should technically be rated above five stars <laughs> because it's hard. It's harder to get a 4.5. Um, from from certain people, but <laughs> for, for for me, it's it's harder to get a five. Okay. Um, what about conscript? Have you seen conscript? Uh, I haven't seen conscript. I thought that was um, to be honest, I thought it was a top down game. It is. It's not a see. I had to throw in a curveball. That is a curveball. So I'm not. I'm not 100. People like I don't know why. It's just I got into this retro shooter community, and now I'm expected to just do that forever. As I said in the very beginning of this, podcast, <laughs> there is a, there is with all sign like there, there's a curve here, and we're going to have a termination point. I'm not putting all of my eggs in one basket. There are great games that are not retro shooters. <laughs> I told you I had to Concert. give up other genres. Well, you're gonna regret that at some point. Man. <laughs> Uh, Air, like I had Airdorf on and that was one of the best damn podcasts I ever did. Airdorf was, he lives in Texas and he's like in college or whatever. And in the middle of that interview, a school shooting happens and he continues to do the interview. That's Jesus. what a fucking gangster Airdorf is. And also faith is one of the best damn games I've ever played. Like I didn't mean to derail it. Faith is not even one of the ones I'm talking about because that falls under the new blood umbrella now, but oh, yeah. faith is amazing everyone should play faith one and two and then pick up three when new blood publish it um, yeah I, I think i think it's, it's definitely on my radar for when i uh, have some downtime from fps games fuck fps games play faith throw everything else you're doing away and play faith i'm, I'm still waiting for uh for die by the blade are you familiar i don't think so so it's it's like an open world action rpg heavily inspired by bushido blade Okay. Did you have you played Bushido Blade? I have not, but it sounds dope. Uh, Bushido Blade is this SquareSoft PS1 3D fighter where if you get hit once, you you're dead. And it's one of the best fighting games I have ever played in my life, and I've played a shit ton of them, including one with this character who's totally Steven Seagal, but his name is Douglas. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, Die by the Blade is going to take that kind of every every hit matters combat and put it into a proper action rpg and it look it looks so cool that sounds hella dope man if i was doing a action rpg magazine front cover material <laughs> i'm thinking uh okay i forgot about conscript here which is what i originally was yeah. oh hey yeah. wife have a good day at work or you're going to get your covid test now yeah all right let me know how that goes yeah 
Love you. Conscript. Sorry. That's all right. <laughs> is a, it's a top down game. It is very, very much inspired by resident evil one and two on the PS one. And it takes place in the trenches of Verdun during world war one. And so this, there's a lot of boxes checked for me here. First of all, I'm, I'm so in love with resident evil that I have a tattoo of it. Oh, wow. Second of all, uh, it's really fun to play. That's obviously very important. And three, I'm a huge fucking history buff and my favorite war, not that I like any war, but I mean, like, my favorite <laughs> one to study is world war one. And so like what could, there's no way I was going to miss this thing. <laughs> yeah. I hear you. That, that, that does sound really good. It, it is dope. I, I really, really enjoy the demo. I re- highly recommend everybody grab it and then, you know, see what happens after that. And uh, what, what, what are your final two? Oh, final two. This, I want to state in first that this is not in order. Like I don't have an order for these. Uh, White Hell, I'm 100% in on White Hell. I think White Hell is going to be the best game published in whatever year it gets published. If they if they continue on the same trajectory they're on, it's going to be the best in this genre game published, period. Well, the, the demo was absolutely fantastic. Absolutely fantastic or absolutely. It's I love White Hell. It's, it's just it's just going to get even better as well when they put the bears in. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't want to like give I, I talk to them quite a lot. Like M- Migo and I have, are like butt buddies essentially. So I don't want to like spoil anything, but yeah, it's that's a game. That's a fucking game. It's it's so their understanding of environmental storytelling is you know unparalleled by anyone else. Like I, I'd say Harat's on that kind of the similar level there, where it's like they really make use of the setting to tell the story. But I don't. I can't think of anyone who's like got it down like that without without any cutscenes, without any dialogue of any kind. Just there, there's an opening cutscene. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but um, what what I really like about White Hell is the uh, the environmental kills. There's just there's so much opportunity for it, and it's always so satisfying. I like the beer. I'm a big fan of the beer. Um, and <laughs> I, I just like that if you really explore those levels, you know there there's so much shit you can do that you don't realize you can do. Like you you can kind of navigate across the tops of buildings and then find yourself in these weird secret areas that you would never think were even possible unless it were white hell. It's so cool. It's, it's a game that is full of freedom. And I also really, I like the magic weapon thing. It's like, the the Sisu is it? Sisu? Sisu. Yeah. It, so the story is based on the Kalevala. I, I apologize to any Finnish listeners if I'm mispronouncing that word, but I I love the fact that they have like a, a reference material for kind of what they're going for with the you know with the mythos of the game. I, I'm Absolutely, so attracted to Lovecraft stuff because it's like okay, I can dive into this with an understanding of the universe that it takes place in, and same thing with White Hell. I think for for a game with Hell in the title, it's it's heaven to play. They were included in the, in the people who were given a pass. If Fantastic. You, you're out there and you're about to make a new game, especially a retro shooter game, and it has the name Hell in it. You're getting a fucking citation, you son of a bitch. 
but there are so many great ones you missed out. So many great ones. I don't care. No more. <laughs> They're not great because I'm not going to find out about them because they are hidden behind this stupid fucking keyword. That's the problem. It doesn't, it doesn't matter how great your game is if no one ever fucking plays it because it looks like the same name as 10 other games or 100 other games. No one's going to give a shit and I'll never see it. How do you feel about it with 1L? I am willing to make certain exemptions for <laughs> creative use of 1L hell if it refers to the mythos of the Nordic hell. Otherwise... They can suck my balls. <laughs> I'm not. I, I'm just not gonna fucking play it. I don't. And if you message me and you're like, "No, dude, you gotta give it." No, fuck you. They got cited. No more. I'll have no to run them through Google Translate to recommend them to you. <laughs> that might work. If you translate it into Czech and translate it back to English, it'll probably look totally different. <laughs> Apex. Oh, Apex. Okay, cool. Apex Legends. Fuck that game. Yes, sir. <laughs> I think I still have one more. Where yeah, you got one more. I mean, oh, fuck. God damn it. I just chose between my two favorites, and I have to say Vomitorium and Age of Hell. I I can't not say either of those. So that's my. I got six. You get a, an extra one if you want. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, literally everything, everything Bridge Burner does is incredible. Like, he is he is the the master of architecture in the Doom Engine, and and, and those biceps. It's hard to bridge because he is such a. There's a a bunch of people that are like his proteges that are like equally as you know because they've learned so much from him. Like they're kind of taking and running with it. So like if I say yeah. bridge. I have to also say Arlene. Like I can't leave Arlene out of that conversation. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because there, I honestly, to be completely frank about it, I liked Technicolor, Anti Box, Christ, whatever the fuck, more than <laughs> I liked Bastion of Chaos. And I would never say that to his face, but I would say it to Arlene's face because I know she would like that. But I enjoyed my playthrough of Technicolor, Box, Anti Color, Christ more than Bastion of Hell, and I mean it. That's actually how I feel. And I didn't play either with a mod. <laughs> I see that there's another great uh, Doom total conversion coming out that isn't on a lot of people's lips, and it's probably not going to be on yours either, for one reason and one reason only. Uh, and that game is Hellslinger. I've heard of Hellslinger. Well, it wasn't on your list. But I <laughs> I heard about it because everybody messaged me back and like, "What about Hellslinger?" <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> Hellslinger is seriously amazing. I'm not gonna see it because it has hell in the title. I'm, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> it's, it looks dope. It looks really dope. In the, uh, we received an early build of it to to do one of our uh, one of our preview articles on. And at the time, the they had, they have this kick mechanic in there, and it was completely broken to the point where if you kick, you can just if you kick and jump, you can fly around the maps. And that of itself is one of those one of those instances where you're like, where is it not a bug and it becomes a feature? I think that GZ Doom titles are the future in terms of making uh, a, a fair living off of publishing retro FPS titles. Like it's definitely a smart move right now. Like if you're not capitalizing on it, you're probably like working for a company that makes real games. You know what I mean? 
I got to just close it out by saying like, I, I really like what you guys are doing. I think that you've not only are you like doing awesome things just in your, like what you've been working on with the magazine and everything, but when E1M1 was initially like, you know, I started seeing it around. I thought these guys are idiots. They're stupid. They'll never make it. Worst idea I've ever heard of my life, not subscribe. And then you caught Dave's eye and Dave's much smarter than me. And you ended up in realms deep. And I was very impressed with everything that I saw there. I now own, you know, the magazine I've, I've kickstarted both of them personally with my own money, not within the keeps money, just to be very clear. I, I admire the fuck out of what you guys do. I, I still think radio is a dying art form and you guys should go to podcasting, but all that aside, man, I love you. And I think that you've, uh, really you've been a great guest like you've just been like a top-notch guest and i'd like to have you back on anytime oh absolutely hey thank you so much to zach for being a part of the show it was amazing talking to both him and jake and just seeing what is e1m1 as it continues to grow and become uh, the sensation that's sweeping the nation, at least in the nation of retro shooters. Definitely uh, hit up their website, check them out. If you haven't already subscribed to their magazine or kickstarted it or whatever, like make sure you're doing whatever you can. You can buy it on their website if you like the digital format, which is perfectly fun. Love those guys. Also, got to say thank you to Capelli, who provided this wonderful music for us today. This is from his soundtrack, which he made himself, for the mod that he's making himself, entitled Insanity Deathmatch. Make sure that you are also checking him out. Like, I'll, I'll link you to his Twitter, and then you can probably find everything he does from there, but his his Twitch channel is awesome as hell. Golds of FPS. Love Capelli. A very multi-talented dude. And also... Go back and listen to his episode when he was on In The Keep. I think it was like sometime in the 40s or whatever. I don't know. Find it. Capelli. Search it on our website. Speaking of our website, if you're out there and you're thinking like, man, what a cool show. How can I support it? Head over to inthekeep.com. We have a tab there for support. And uh, you can become a patron. You can donate through whatever source you want. We also have our Amazon affiliate link. Listen, I know you fuckers are buying shit on Amazon. Don't lie. If you're going to buy shit on Amazon... Consider maybe doing this. You can click on our Amazon affiliate link and then just favorite that and get rid of your old favorite or bookmark or whatever for Amazon. And then every time you shop on Amazon, it'll just uh, give us a little kickback for whatever you buy. So a small percentage of whatever it is that you get on Amazon, no extra effort to you, no cost to you, will uh, support the Drowned God. And what could be better than that? You'll also, no doubt, see our merch tab. You can go on there and uh, check out some of the merch that I've featured on the website. Or you could just go click on any of those and head straight to our Redbubble page where you can buy a plethora of crazy shit. Like, I've made some coasters. I've put a bunch of new stuff on there with the different versions of the logo. So if you're not down with, like, the black uh, shirt with the red logo, that's fine. You can get a white shirt with a black logo or whatever the fuck you want. It, just knock yourselves out. Get yourself some shower curtains. I think I put some of those on there. Or, or a, a blankie so you can wrap yourself up warm at night with Cathala's tentacles just squeezing you until you can't go on without sleeping. Potentially. I don't know. Have fun with that. I hope you enjoy uh, whatever you end up getting there, if you do. 
Got to say thank you to our Patreon supporters. So if you uh, became a Patreon supporter, you'd be on this list. But Paul, Moose, Dots, Zach, Alexander, Brad, Red Eyes, Green Dragon, Anthony, Robert, Jack, Randy, Fred, Lord Revan, Tones, Igrax, Simon, Immorpher, and then special shout out to Brahm, Maria, Yanin, and Jeffrey. You're all incredible, and we love you. But all that aside, as usual, I gotta say that the best way that you can possibly support In The Heat is not by doing any of those other things, which are great things to do, but by spreading the word. Tell your friends that you love the show. Uh, if you see it on Twitter or social media to any kind, post it. You know, say like, hey, this is a great show, I really like it. Leave those comments, likes, reviews, subscribe on whatever it is that you're listening to this on, whether that be YouTube or Spotify or Stitcher, it doesn't matter. Google Podcasts. I think we're on a bunch of new shit. And I've also noticed since we moved to Captivate, I got onto a few other directories that I didn't realize existed. Uh, and one of them is Ghana, which is based in India. And apparently we just have a fuck ton of people in India who really like this show. So welcome. I'm super happy to have you here. I can't wait to see what kind of feedback we get from that community as it continues to grow. And it is like already amazing how big it is. So I'm going to let the music play out here. Make sure that you, uh, if you are enjoying it, give Capelli a, a little shout. Go find him, support him. And until next time, stay in the keep.